0: Welcome to the wise and wild soul podcast, awaken your wise and wild body and soul. As we talk about all things mystical and magical and bring them back down to earth to empower you to be unapologetically you and to shine your light, honey. Okay. Hey everyone. Welcome to the first wise and wild soul podcast. I'm Elisa Rose, your host for this podcast. And in today's first episode, I want to just share with you more about why we're creating this podcast, who I am, my experiences, why wise and wild, and all that good shit. Okay. And to me, I chose the phrase wise and wild, not only because of the alliteration, because that's fun, but when I've been coming into my journey of becoming more and more self-accepting, coming into self-love, and coming into my intuition, my magic, you can say. It's more of coming back to the wise woman and wild woman archetypes within me. The wise woman is that innate wisdom that carries through our bodies, especially in that body intelligence, but also our emotional intelligence and intuitive intelligence. They all combine together and it's learning how to live in that be embodied in that deep wisdom that's there if we decide to become more still and trust those inner knowings and but also to activate and awaken our wild side right that's the instinctive also very body based parts of ourselves The parts that we tend to disown, that could be related to our sexuality, pleasure, the parts that don't want to be conforming to any of society's standards about anything. But also it's very intuitive, right? And it's coming back to our natural essence. One carries a bit more of a grounded undertone. The other one has a feel for the limitless possibilities um, in in existence, right that are you can't contain it, and we hold both of these archetypes in ourselves, and it's just one way to talk about coming back to our core essence, our truth, authentic self, and working at honey okay it's learning to trust that wisdom and wildness that everyone has that's innate in all of us when we were even born. We came with this knowledge, we came with this understanding. But we have forgotten, we have been conditioned to mistrust these parts of ourselves, and the the deepest conscious part of ourselves, and we have suppressed it and repressed it, and it has been covered down with guilt, shame, and fear, and thus we don't trust it to make decisions for ourselves, to know what's best for ourselves in our body and in our soul, and we don't trust what our purpose is and how we are here to impact the world. We don't trust our power. We don't trust our bodies. It all flows in together because they are interconnected. It is a mind, body, energy, all that good shit stuff woven together. And this podcast is a way for you and for me to have a safe space to talk about that awakening of our wise and wild body and soul. And yes, we're going to talk about All these mystical ideas and break it down and get real with it, honey. Okay. And I'm not one of those people that tends to talk really slowly and talk about the wisdom of the body. And, like, no, honey, I'm more like, girl, let's get it down. Let's break it down. What is energy? What the fuck is it? What do you really mean? You know? Because a lot of times in more of these woo-woo, mystical, spiritual uh, wellness realms that we're talking about, and in the modalities, we get really vague. And I want to break it down, bring it down to earth. What does it mean to me on an everyday level? Does When you talk about energy, honey, is it about like just the actual qualities that we're... We recognize, or are you talking about like vibration, like physical vibrations, like like in physics, <laughs> or are you talking about something else? Uh, And I want to break it down and make it clear, and see how we can use it in everyday life, but also how it can impact us to come back home to our core essence, to our self, and work it. All right, and finding different ways that each of us can resonate with, can access. Because not every way is going to work for everyone to come back to that uh, core essence, that wise and wild self and soul. So I want to give you a variety of things to look at and try on and see what works for you when you're coming into the awakening and acceptance and love of yourself and feeling safe in yourself, trusting yourself again. And so we'll go into topics from astrology, which is one of my favorite and specialties to use. We're going to go into shadow work. We'll go into deprogramming exercises like EFT tapping, uh, neuroleguistic programming. We can go into body work and somatic healing. We'll go into yoni health, yoni steaming, all these things, all these different modalities that can help us release, shed guilt, fear, and shame release those subconscious beliefs and patterns that keep us from really living into our self-worth, respect, and trust, and confidence and who we really are, and trusting those instinctual, wise parts of ourselves, right? And living into our power and purpose, i.e. your magic, honey. So We'll go into, yes, the mystical and magical, but also the psychological, the neuroscience, the neuropsychology, and even just spiritual activism and how we can, you know, as we learn these things about our individual self, uh, about ourselves, but how can we use that knowledge to actually impact on a grander scale into a global scale or even just a local scale? And how can we make it to impact the world around us? Because as we each individually wake up to our truth to our core essence. Wow, what an impact we could make on the world, right? You know, into environmentalism, into uh, rights for the marginalized. Because everybody, in body and soul, needs to feel safe and heard in order for us all to collectively move our consciousness in more uplifting ways and in ways that will create more equality and equal access and safety for everybody. Because we live in a world that isn't fully safe for every single person, every single body to be in trust, to have access to physical safety, you know, and even in activism, you know, like not having their voices equally heard because we're still collectively and individually having a similar Subconscious programs and stories that it's time for us to collectively and individually release and reprogram. So, hopefully, this podcast can give you various tools to put into your tool belt to come into your own spiritual awakening, i.e., coming back home to the truth of who you really are and learning to trust that. And hopefully, that can create a ripple effect for the people around you and you can live into your power, your purpose, and being unapologetically you, shining your light, honey. And I'm with you on this journey. I'm not perfect. I have a lot of shit to work through too, honey. But I also have a lot of tools in my tool belt that I feel like I want to share. And we'll have conversations with other people that have expertise in certain healing modalities to help you get there as well, or you provide you different types of resources to get there for you. And it's finding what uh, works for you, right? As a Gemini Sun, I'm like a little butterfly of information, like, oh, pollinate it here and here and here and there and there. And I just want to share what I've learned and see what works for you, see what works for me. And I also have a lot of um, Uranian energy in my birth chart in astrology, meaning I don't like to stick to one thing all the time, even though another part of me, that's my Capricorn rising part of me, is like, girl, you got to stick to one thing and just settle. And I'm like, no, but I can't. And, um, so I'm there with you in wanting to just feel out all these different modalities and experiment and, and see what feels right for me in the moment, because sometimes it'll change and it's okay, but I want you to have that access, right. And break it down and be real with it about how it works, why it works, all that good shit. Right. So here's like more of my story, why I'm here on this podcast hosting all these things so my again my name is elisa rose and i'm a gemini sun capricorn rising and a sagittarius moon and i specialize currently in astrology and in teaching astro yoga using different types of yoga modalities from yin to kundalini and vinyasa but layering it into uh, with astrology right And also I'm really delving into shadow work, reprogramming um, modalities like tapping and um, things of that nature to help us and hypnosis to help us rewire and reprogram our subconscious beliefs so that we can remove the guilt, shame, fear, those blocks that keep us from trusting our wise and wild body and soul. And that's where I'm at. This is what I, I feel like I'm more meant to go into because where I came from in the past was vastly different. If you know something about human design, which we'll get into on this podcast, I'm a manifesting generator. And so one of my big blocks, you could say, parts that I need to decondition is that I am not meant to just stick to one thing. And I've always been weaving in and out of different fields and doing things really fast, uh, different projects really fast, different career paths very fast. And um, it one part of me really hates that about myself and really dislikes this movement that I'm weaving in and out and it feels flaky. But I've been told that from culture that that's not the way to behave. So that's the part of me that still needs to tune into that deconditioning and just realize that's who I am. I'm meant to just follow those pings of what lights me up and follow the passions, follow what physically lights me up. And um, so I have like a very windy, interesting road of things I've done in the past. So I've come from a conservative Christian upbringing. So I do carry a lot of shit from that conservative background, religious background and shame from the physicality of my body to sexuality but also a lot of fears around accessing my intuitive gifts the psychic parts the spirituality that's outside of what I grew up with and i'm in the midst of releasing that stigma those fears and shames and really coming more into that sensitivity and not fearing it and Not giving a shit if someone else, especially from my family, really wants to deny that and suppress that part of me. And maybe you relate to that as well from family members or friends that want you to not be that way or fear that or um, denounce that in other people. Thus, you mirror that if they say that bad shit about them, what are they going to say about me? They're going to disown me. They're going to reject me. So I want this podcast to be a place for you, a safe place for you to be that woo-woo, wise, wild, spiritual self that maybe you have to keep under wraps in your everyday life right now. And is a safe place for you to develop that, to own that, to seek the inner truth and seek that place to be unapologetically you. Mm -hmm. And so I grew up in the church... And then I also even went into um, a Christian college, and I got my degree in music. I was focused on opera singing for many years. I was an opera singer, and I also started a student-led opera company in college. And so my life early on was all about performance, music, music administration, um, arts administration. and But in turn. How does that come to, like, astrology in this podcast, right? You're like, you were an opera singer? Yeah, I was. But I realized, looking back, I'm like, this is so fucking different. So when I went back home and I meet people back in that industry, I'm like, gosh, they were like, they're asking me, like, so what are you, where are you singing at, Alisa? I'm like, um, actually, I'm, you know, teaching on astrology and doing yoga and all these things. And I'm like, looking at them like, wow, who would have thought that leap would have come. Like, who would have connected those dots to where you are right now? But the music, opera singing, really requires you to understand that mind and body connection, especially through the link of the breath and the voice. It is super duper complicated, and you can get in your head about it. But that's where I came to yoga during college because it helped me have a physical practice uh, for releasing tension, but also keeping my body strong. And it used breath. And uh, so that would support my opera singing. But it also, they wove together because they were uh, a mind-body game, mind-body exercise. So whatever I was thinking was becoming manifested in my body, and whatever my body was feeling would be manifested through my voice and in my thoughts. And yoga was able, I was able to like calm my nervous system down for auditions and things like that. But that's what that's how I've I've come to terms with like, oh, this is how it's all merging. This is my first entrance into really having to understand how my psychology is affecting my body and how my body is affecting my psychology and that in, into my craft, into what I create. And so I've been fascinated by this mind-body connection since then. And I... Right after college, I got my yoga certification and taught yoga full-time for quite a few years, and amidst that, right, I realized after college and a few years of singing opera after graduating that I wasn't in it for the art form. I really just loved the people, and I was good at it. You know, I was affirmed at it. Uh, I felt the ego boost of success, but the art form didn't speak to me like it did to my colleagues. And if you're going to do that industry, honey, you best be doing it for, like, that's the only thing you can do. And I'm like, you know what? I have other, it doesn't call to me like it does to them. And I wish it did, but it wasn't. And it's got to be everything for you if you're going to follow that industry. So I got my master's and moved up here to Seattle to get an arts leadership degree. And um, cause I figured somehow the administration parts will mer- merge together. And my, uh, my goal at that time was to create some sort of wellness program for artists because I was in the midst of really doing gung ho yoga teaching and training. And I was still gung ho for my artist friends. And then halfway through the program, uh, it was a two-year program. Halfway through, I'm like, I don't want to do this anymore. I'm burnt out from arts administration, from this industry, and everyone else is, again, so passionate about it, but I'm not in it all the way. It was at that vulnerable time that I got into health and fitness coaching through Beachbody, and I was good at it, and I loved it. I lost, like, 30, 40 pounds, and, um, but in that cycle of getting into health. Coaching and stuff, I got into an eating disorder and exercise addiction. And talk about another lesson in mind body connection, right? The relationship between mental health and your physical health. And also um, the relationship of your psychology and body to the society, to that social connection, right? And um, to the pressures outside of me that told me I had to look a certain way to get approved, but also as a way. Um, I w- noticed how people treated me differently, and um, in, in my family, and uh, just these different things I never felt before, experienced before, because I'd always been more in a larger, curvier body. And at a, then, in the midst of my smallest time, yeah. I was in more depressed than I've ever been. Uh, my relationships were on the rocks. Like I've never felt such disorientation with my mental health. And I was like about to drop off into a cliff. And if I didn't stop myself, I would have gone into complete anorexia. I, I, I felt I was in that midst of that dark shadow, and it was like catching me up. And I was able to pull myself out of it. And um, I got my, while I'm still in grad school, I uh, got certified as an eating psychology coach. And that was a way for me to understand my psychology around food because I was obsessed with everything health food and fitness like I forgot about like how what other things I liked you know I did singing I liked costumes I did acting and uh, I liked animals and I just I couldn't like if you would go to a Pinterest page and you type in things you like I'm like everything was about food or fitness or yoga and I was like I don't know what I like anymore. I used to read novels all the time. I couldn't do any of that. I just functioned only for that. And somehow I still was able to get my master's degree. I have no fucking clue how, but I was able at least to function enough to be able to write a thesis through all of that. And, um, but the eating psychology coaching degree, um, or certification, helped me to understand the more of the energetics behind uh, my relationship with my me, my mental health, and how that was resulting in my eating disorder, and why I was approaching food in certain ways, and how that related to the chakra system and to archetypes, and how that is influenced by socioeconomic and political pressures, i.e., the patriarchy, colonialism. Like I was starting to see all these links into. Why I was supposed to be thinking, I was supposed to look a certain way, and how I, for decades, felt like I was a failure uh, for not being perfect and not looking a certain way, not getting approved by even certain family members. Always feeling I have to be do something more, keep doing eating a certain way, exercising a certain way because of how I looked previous to the eating disorder was never enough. And I've always felt that's an underlying theme that I've worked through is that not enoughness. And, um, and this transition from into recovery really awakened, basically it was a spiritual awakening. I realized all these links to, uh, how patriarchy was telling me I need to be a certain way to hold me back from owning my power as a feminine-bodied person. And how it was keeping me from actually taking a role in politics and having an opinion and keeping my voice quiet by suppressing my body and telling me that I should do it to myself, basically. And I was like, this is fucking messed up. And then I realized how much that is affecting people in marginalized bodies already from people of color to differently abled, neurodiverse, uh, you know, and all these different interconnection points within just the real, into the world of politics and economics and social pressures. But then I also saw how that's weaving into spirituality and energetics, realizing that mind-body connection into the chakras and how I'm like, why I needed to control food was like a root chakra imbalance and um, my experiences with uh, sexual assault, how that influenced why all of a sudden I drove into an eating disorder. I'm seeing all these different energetic psychological components and outside forces and how they're merging in together. And I was like, holy shit, this is like way more mind expanding than anything I've ever thought of before, because before was all just like, play by the rules, get straight A's, be as perfect as you can, you know, and um, be a good singer. Also, that's, and then the goal in the singing career was like, be as perfect as you can be. So that was my previous life. But I guess the eating disorder really triggered me into awakening and questioning who I am, who I'm in this world, and what's my impact, and how can I create that? So I started doing eating psychology coaching post my uh, graduate degree and still teaching yoga. But I started approaching it from a more body positive, body acceptance, body accessible way. And I started a podcast with my friend Jill called the Body Posi Yogi Podcast, talking about the intersection of feminism and body image and yoga. And uh, that expanded into talking more about body liberation and not just your relationship with food only, you know, even though it does tie in. But since that stepping stone, which was a couple of years ago, oh, I just started like pulling away from teaching yoga so much. And I wanted to come within and find some inner stability. Lo and behold, though, this is about the time that I'm turning, going into about to approach my Saturn return. At the point where I needed to like ground down and in, and we'll get into Saturn returns in a different podcast episode, but that's the point for me where I'm like, I need to physically ground down because something's something about to be birth. I thought body posi yogi was going to be it, like that was my thing, and it was. But my manifesting generator energy is like, uh, honey, we gotta change it up again. <laughs> Let's do something a little different. It's like it's almost there, but mm, no, not quite. There's there's something more. There's something a little deeper. And the, again, coming back to eating psychology, that opened me up into asking the questions of like uh, divine feminine archetypes and divine, the sacred masculine archetypes and finding those imbalances and how that would influence my relationship with food and exercise and for my clients. But then that opened me up into really old, seeing like goddess archetypes, under looking into those different spiritual realms because I was physically experiencing those imbalances. I'm like, God, man, this is like really, this is, this is true shit. What else is real outside of what I've been taught within the, the religious paradigm? So I'm like, okay, what else is open? You know, like what else is out there? You know, we're going in, I'm starting to learn about spear guides, quantum theory, uh, the different dimensions, angel, like languages, aliens, all these things, kundalini yoga, like Really open and Reiki, all that stuff. I started like an astrology, especially like opening myself up to like, what is, if what I've thought before, is not the only way, like what else is out there that I'm not, that I've always put away, that I've always rejected. And for me during this exploration period, ah man, I, I started getting an astrology reading uh, about three years ago. And I started like learning it a little bit through like on my own with Pinterest and Google, but I was like super confused. And I never paid much attention to astrology because when I was little, all we had were those little horoscopes and those teen magazines and they never made sense for me as a Gemini because I don't resonate with the, the fluffy Gemini stuff they put in the horoscopes because I got a lot of Capricorn qualities in my chart. And also because of my, Religious upbringing. that was like evil shit. I was not allowed to even explore it at all. I think I really wanted to be a Libra for some reason because all the like the quizzes and zodiac things were like, they had the prettiest makeup. <laughs> I'm like, oh, they have the cute, pretty stuff. I want I want to be Libra. Why can't I be Libra? Uh, anyway, but I was not allowed to go into that, and I accepted that paradigm of that this is evil. Uh, this is incorrect. It's unscientific. It it, like just cut off. Like this isn't a possibility of being true in any way. So back to three years ago, I'm like, you know what? I, I listened to this podcast with this archetypal astrologer. Her name's Rachel. And I had a session with her and I was like, this girl don't know shit about me at all. All she got is my dad on my birth dates and stuff. And she was calling me out on so many things that like, she could not know. She could not know, but she's pouring it out. Like it's right there. I was like, Oh my God, this stuff is real. So I'm like, gosh, this is real. Tarot could be, you know, like is a, is something real too. Like it and opening up into more like psychic realms and stuff like that. Like, Whoa, what else is out there? And I started nerding out on astrology and I just clicked to it really fast. This can be a really complicated basically language to figure out. It's kind of similar to music for me, but it it almost seems like a remembering. And maybe in the past I was an astrologer, past lives. Now I'm like opened up to all that stuff. Before I was like, now that stuff's real. And now I'm like, girl, oh yeah, I had past lives. Mm-hmm. And uh like it's all, uh, it's just amazing how much if you allow your brain and mindset to expand, how much you see the interconnection between all things. And, um, but I started getting really into astrology. I was studying it hardcore and I started giving readings for people and it would be very surprisingly accurate and following my gut instincts on like what these themes that are calling out for the individual charts and honey, astrology is my jam. It just is my jam. But I wanted to weave in yoga with it, and I can see how that can help us create an embodiment practice within understanding astrology and our connection to the cosmos and to our, basically your soul blueprint. A lot of people call your um, astro chart your cosmic blueprint or soul blueprint. And it's basically like, I've always been a fan of... Myers-Briggs strengths quest. I, if there is a quiz, I will take it for your personality. I have done that since I was like 10. So 20 years of quizzes basically. And this is like the cosmic Myers-Briggs it's, it will re it gives you like an overarching theme and blueprint of what's going on with you and who you are. But then you can really feel out the nuances that all these other things like Enneagram can't get into like how you communicate, where are those blocks and uh, where you were in a past life or in your childhood, your natural talents, where are you growing into? What's your love language? How do you manifest and bring in abundance? What's your relationship with that and with your sexuality and desire? Your How do you manifest that on a physical level with your health or how, you, how it's best to exercise for yourself or what you might be more geared towards? You can go into all that through a birth chart. Can you get that in the Myers-Briggs? No, you can't. P.S., if you're into that, I am an INFJ. And if you're listening to this podcast, you're probably similar to me. You, you're you a seeker. You're always wanting to learn more and more about yourself. You know, I've been one to constantly doubt myself, doubt what I'm here for. I remember in high school, I would go into such anxiety about even just what major I'm going to go into because... I just want to do the right thing so bad and not do the take the wrong choice, right? You know, and um you just don't know who you are a lot. And I realize now that it's also because it's part of my life lessons is to explore those questions. I have a lot of retrograde planets. And it's you know, you're constantly asking yourself, who am I? Why am I here? What is my purpose? Why did I have this experience? what is my impact? Or you're doubting, like, can I make an impact? But I feel like I can, but maybe I'm not. Like you're asking all these questions and having confusion and clarity of like what your vision is, or it keeps changing. And you're like, what the fuck? Why? What is with me? What's wrong with me? Are you one that asks those questions about yourself all the time? Honey, me too. And this is again, a safe space for you to ask those questions. And if you are one that wants more clarity or have a mirror back, then let's book a session okay and um that's what i i hope to be there for you is to be uh, a mirror for you to see who you are to see your beauty your gifts your magic and to understand more the nuances of any subconscious blocks and that keep you from really living into your power into your purpose into your magic and The best way to actually, it's not just to be aware of whatever those blocks are, but we actually have to reprogram those blocks, right? We have to do the shadow work, work through that shadow shit. And that's where more of the subconscious reprogramming techniques come in, like EFT tapping and hypnosis. And so that you can actually work on the healing aspect. Those are, this is like in my one-on-one sessions and coaching practices, but this isn't the only way. And that's what this podcast is all about. It's giving you a whole buffet of modalities to explore whatever areas you want to expand in and what you want to heal so that you can shine your light, honey, all right? And be so expansive, so magical, and really inspire people to shine their light, right? And be authentically yourself, unapologetically yourself. We live in a world that tells us who we are, what we look like, where we come from, what we're here to do is not enough. Especially if you live in a marginalized body and on top of that, you're more of a sensitive soul. Maybe you have intuitive psychic gifts or maybe you have felt like you're that way, but you've never trusted it and you want to grow into it. And it is time for us, all of us who live and feel this, this difference in us to make the world a better place. But sometimes we feel so overwhelmed in different ways, whether it's our overwhelmed nervous system, overwhelmed emotions, overwhelm of like of self-doubt and fear, all the above. Let's collectively group together, work to find what heals us, unblocks us, unsheds those layers that we have constantly over the decades been building up in our mind and in our, you could say, your aura. You know, all those things that keep us from really just being ourselves and safely being ourselves. We want to come back home to the self, right? And, and once we all can individually come home to ourselves, whoa, what would the world look like if we were all just actually ourselves and could be safely ourselves? You know, whether it's through your, being safely yourself sexually, safely yourself energetically, psychologically being okay with being neurodiverse, being okay with being you know how you appear you know with your your choice of style and fashion we've lived in such limited terms of what things are supposed to be and now it's time for us to wake in and be like maybe not maybe not and live into what it could be and what who and what I could be and what and when we each find that how can we make a safe space on a more global scale, political scale, social scale, so that everybody feels safe to be who exactly they are, physically, mentally, emotionally, and spiritually? Come back home, awaken that wise and wild body and soul, honey. And that's what we're all about. Thank you for listening to this first episode and stay tuned. We're going to be exploring and expanding. And if you are loving this podcast, please hit subscribe and share this with your friends who are looking for similar conversations, these safe spaces to be exactly who they are and expand in their power, their magic, their purpose. Until next time. Bye.